Oh yeah. I am the chick mongoose. But you can just call me Goose. To my right, America's favorite degenerate gambler, Sal Baps. Philly's World Series. Philly's World Series. What do you you were down in South Philly mucking I was it up? There in the literal heart of the mob. Like people were Lighting up blunts in the street, probably full of PCP. <laughs> People were just giving each other beers in the street. Like this one guy, he gave me a whole box of wine. He's like, here, just take it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? First off, I didn't drink any of it. Right. And my girlfriend's like, we should drink that. I'm like, no, we're not drinking this. We don't know who this man is. Yeah. Like, I don't care what Philly's players on the back of his shirt he's what, giving us free alcohol i don't know where he came from what, did you ever go to that milf's party you sent me just yes the ass of this milf dude so like we're like so we're walking down like we're trying to go home which is like fucking blocks away yeah and the reason i'm i'm ending this party short is because the steelers are on sunday night right so of course i'm like I'm going to watch the Steelers. I don't care about any of this. I mean, yeah. it's cool for, you know, Philly, but, I mean, I, I kind of wanted to go home after they were chanting, we want Houston. And I'm like, you don't. Want <laughs> yeah, like, good luck with that. Yeah. So, I'm like, let's go home. And then this, she knows this, like, woman somehow, and she's, like, physically fit. And the whole way there, she's like, do you think I'm 59? I'm like, no, I Whoa. do not think you're 59. No. She's like, that's right. I was just at this bar, and this... They all thought I was this age and this age. I'm like, yo, wait a minute. Like, this is wild. So we go in her house, which, by the way, is like a $700,000, like, fucking South Philly house. It's oh, like God. Fucking, wow. Because like, it's like, dude, these people pay money, like, for these places. But they are, they're dope cribs. Like, they're really dope. Okay. And um, we go in there, and she's just, like, giving out alcohol to people. There's people in there, like, chilling, like, going, like, Philly. Dude, it's just like a, it was like a college party. It was a college town. It was like a, yeah. it was, I felt like I was at, like, a big like win after like uh like uh Wisconsin just knocked off like a ranked like a top five like Ohio State team or something. Like that's yeah. what it felt like. It felt very collegiate. Like yeah. everybody was just interacting with each other. Ages didn't matter. College kids, teenagers, fifty nine year old MILFs. It didn't matter. So Everyone- there was one night in Philly people weren't getting carjacked, is what you're saying? So the cops were there, but they were just like watching everyone and laughing. Like mm-hmm. people were on like breaking car i mean they were still chaos yeah but they like can't they have no power there like cops have no power i don't even right. know if they have guns <laughs> they probably have like notepads and pens it's like england stop or yeah it's a stop or we'll dox you yeah. it's like they don't have any power there so they just let you do they're, they're just it's kind of it's funny it, and sad but i mean let the people celebrate dude i mean they love their split like the thing about Philly, I'm not a fan of their teams, but you got to respect the diehard, like, their attitude and environment. Fucking I mean, hooligans. dude, these teams throughout the playoffs, like, shit their pants playing against these teams. Right. So, like, one of the Braves players made a comment, and this is a team who won the World Series last year. He made a comment that he never heard a stadium that loud in his whole life. I now, this it. is someone who's been playing for how how many different tournaments you think they played through high school, you know, et cetera, all that, and – even the MLB, I mean, this team played the Dodgers last year, and, and they're like, yeah, well, 
didn't this was the loudest I've ever heard. So you gotta love it that we live close enough to like a real like powerhouse on the East Coast like this in the whole country. No, yeah, it's uh, like I said before, the only town that I think can rival Philly as far as just craziness is Boston. Is Boston. It's 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 pretty and, equal, but I would give Philly but, the edge because the population's higher here. Yeah. Where Boston is just like the town movie. It's just like a bunch of like right. and I, I opioid would argue, addicted like. Well, I wouldn't, dude, if, if you go to Boston now, it is like super like elite, high class. Like, it, like the, the town like doesn't even exist anymore. No, outside. it actually doesn't. Yeah. Outside of like the Southies. That's like like the like that's like the South Philly of like Boston. Yeah, yeah like the South Philly of Boston. Like the, the Southies are still they'll fucking because the, beat the these shit people out of you. in South Philly will actually fight you. True, like they will. But I'm just saying that there's just a very elitist. It's like in Goodwill Hunting when he you know gets in the fight with the Harvard douchebag. Like that's basically like most of Boston now. Yes, like yes. the real fucking hardcore Red. Sox oh, I know. Fans. I'm a Celtics fan, so I know. Like, yeah, I like they, they they live outside of Boston now. Like they're in suburban, you know, New England. There. I was in this group chat with these Boston kids, and the one kid I like a lot, but um, they were just like MIT dorks, dude. right? Like, exactly. They just like weren't cool. Like, yeah. So Philly, fucking bananas. I wouldn't ever want to live in the city, but cool for the sports teams. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. So it was a wild week in college football as it always is. Yo, Sal Bapp's fucking crushed it. I had a good card and if you listen to the last show, I said I have a really good feeling about this card. So You I... crushed it, my friend. Let's go over your picks here quick. You had the Georgia Tech Virginia I under slayed 47. That. Slayed that. that. Did that even hit 30? Uh, no, it got. It was like 17, 16. Finals. Yeah, it was, like, it was like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Uh, Bama minus 21. Once again, Mike Leach just has no answer for Nick Saban. We got fucked on Cincinnati minus three. It was the boss cock lock. They won by two. Cincinnati, uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, I expected them to be down this year. To not cover, though, against an SMU They should have. I mean, to be fair, they, did, they, they basically covered. I mean, it was fake. Like, that was fake. We'll talk more about them, I think, a little bit later. Yeah, it was fake. Uh, Kansas-Baylor over 58. That pushed... It did push, yes. Uh, you had Oregon minus six. Great pick rolled, there. Rolled. And then Ohio State uh, minus 30, who rolled. So you had one loss on the boss cock lock, which push. probably is as much my fault. And then a push. And everything else you won. So yeah. me, on the other hand, you know, I was blowing leaves today. And uh, I mean the actual physical leaves and not some truck driver off the Pennsylvania Turnpike 298. <laughs> I was blowing leaves, and Sal Babs, you know, when you have a fucking big-ass leaf-blowing machine, it's pretty easy. Until you get some wee leaves that are wet, and they have, oh, a, little, yeah, that'll, that's just they have a little weight on, and they are just the most stubborn fuckers in the world. You can't move them. You can't fucking move them. That is Oklahoma State football. That is Mike Gundy. It seems like every single year we say, oh... Oklahoma State's going to take a step back. Oklahoma State, you know, they're not going to be any good. And then you look up, and they're 9-3, and 10-2. and two. I they're, had, they're ninth in the country. I had Texas minus 6.5 at Stillwater. And now I will say I do think Quinn Ewers got hurt. They haven't talked about it publicly. I do think he got banged up. But it doesn't matter because fucking Spencer Sanders, he's banged up too. Mike Gundy finds a way to win. Every fucking single year. Don't bet against Mike. I'm done. I am not. I'm not betting against Mike Gundy for literally five years. 
until he is literally uh, correspondent OAN, I am not doing anything where I am remotely. Or he just like runs for office like Oz. He just, like, he just runs. We'll talk about that debate, I think, a little <laughs> bit later. So I got fucked there on the Texas-Oklahoma State game. I did nail Duke plus 10. I thought that was way too many points for Miami. They won outright. Miami had eight turnovers. That was a great pick, by the way, Duke. Thanks. The rest of them blew, though, because I had Kansas plus 10. They lost by 12. Uh, yeah, but that was – I mean, I mean that's a, that was a good play, dude. Like, they, they was there. They were down five in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Kansas State plus three and a half. Now, I will defend this pick. Kansas State was up 28 to 10. There's no excuse for what happened. Before man. Taylor Martinez got hurt. Yep. And then the backup quarterback for Kansas State, Howard, he got hurt. And then the third stringer, the second pass of the game, he threw a pick. Once you get to third stringers in college football, it, it, it's like you, you you get to like the Penn State Iowa game of last year. Yeah, it's like, dude, that's it. Well, that was that was a that wasn't even a third string. I, was I wish I would have live fucking bet TCU in that game, <sighs> dude. I don't know why I didn't, because the fucking Phillies game was on. That's why. Ah, uh, yeah, it was it it, it was brutal because you could just see. TCU, I love this team. They're so fun to watch. I've, I've said a million times. They're so fast. Everybody in the country is saying it now. I think I was saying it before they were. But nevertheless, this team, TCU, it seems like every single week, the quarterback on the opposing team gets fucking hurt. That's why we're going to talk about this game in a little bit. West Virginia is only a seven and a half point dog at home in Morgantown. But nevertheless, like West Virginia sucks. And they're only a seven and a half point dog. This TCU team... I'm telling you right now, like they're awesome, but they're gonna lose a the game. They have to. You can't. That's such like a gay Vegas line. Like to th- like th- like TCU's 14 points better than them. Yeah, but so, I'm telling you, the, the, they've just they've been shit lucky, and I think that luck is about to run out, and Vegas is gonna make some money on it. Uh, and then I had West Virginia talking about fucking Morgantown this week. I had West Virginia plus seven. They got rolled. This this young kid for Texas Tech at quarterback. He Tyler Shuck is coming back. He was their game one starter. I don't know if it matters because this young kid, I said at the beginning of the year, I had a couple tickets for you know Texas Tech plus five thousand to win the Big Twelve. Zach Keeley, I don't think they're going to win the Big Twelve, but I do think this is a team as we go into the last uh, home stretch here is going to start to really surprise people. They do play Baylor this week. We'll see what happens. And then I lost fucking the Cincinnati minus three boss cock lock. So. It was a fucking ugly week for me, but as you just heard, I can defend basically all my picks, ex- you except, some- except Texas. I can't defend. Te- I, I, I ate the Texas bullshit sandwich. I think I said this last week, like, in betting, there's sometimes there's plays that are the correct plays that don't actually, like, win. I know that sounds stupid to people that may not be as, like, much of a degenerate as we are, but, like... Every, all of your plays were covering actually massively, like at one point. Uh, not mean, Texas. Well, that, okay, so Texas is, we, that's why you went on the Mike Yanni rant, and I get that. But, like, once again, I think there was a little bit of misinformation they're putting out about Quinn Ewers as well there, too. So, you kind of got fucked on that. But, I mean, yep. other than that, Kansas should have covered. They should have covered. They were, with a couple minutes left. I mean, and and the TCU thing was bullshit. Yeah. With, I mean, that's just bullshit. That's just straight up bullshit. Can I bring something up here? Yeah. And Cincinnati's fucking, that was bullshit. Listen, part of the reason we love college football is because of the distinct home field advantage that teams get. More so, NFL is usually, what, three, three points? You get three on? points for me at home. Right. In college football, I would say it's more like three to six. 
And then you get a game like Penn State in the whiteout, a night game at Tiger Stadium, a night game as we saw against Utah in week one at the Swamp. I'm saying those home field advantages are worth seven and a half points. That sounds like a fucking lot. I'm telling like most people though will power rate at five and a half, six. I'm telling you, it's more like seven and a half. I don't depending th- on who you are though. I don't think I've ever seen in my life home field matter more than this year in college football. And it's not even teams. Listen, there, there's a couple teams here I've written down that fucking just don't bet against them at home. Number one is Oregon, the Oregon Ducks. You Dude, nailed Autzen Stadium. Josh Pate was there. He said, if you close your eyes, you would think you're in an SEC stadium. It's They're gross. Listen, dude. Oregon may be fucking woke than you know, AOC on crack, but when it comes to football, they still show out and they still get loud. And as we've said before, Autzen Stadium is built to trap in the acoustics and make it difficult for that's you to play what it, it's That's what it is more than, like, the people. It's like... Dude, still 60,000 people. Are no, there. I know that. And, and we talked about how Oregon isn't as... First off, they're about to elect a Republican governor, by the way. Yeah. Phil Knight just threw, like, loot. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Like, so we might need to, like, actually take back how woke we think it is there other than Portland. Right. Because I don't know where these people are coming from. But regardless, that stadium absolutely sucks in sound. It's like a sound studio. Yeah. And only they can function with it. And Bo Nix, dude, is like, this kid has come a long way yeah. from where he was. It's actually it's funny. It's the first game he ever started in college football was against Oregon. Yeah. It, sh- it shows just too, like. And now he plays for Oregon. I think Gus, he's leading them. I think Gus Malzahn is overall a good football coach. He's not, he's definitely not. He's not an SEC coach. He's not an SEC coach. coach, but he's he's doing good at UCF. He's a solid coach, but when it comes to quarterback play, dude, this run this guy runs fucking motion trap bullshit, you know, zone schemes. Like he he he's not a good quarterback developer. And he, he calls plays like Madden. Yeah, basically. So some other teams here that I'm just saying at home. Listen, I was all over uh, fucking Penn State. Uh, I, I didn't bet it because I thought Tanner Morgan may be the quarterback. As soon as I saw that Minnesota had the backup there for a whiteout, you just you don't fuck with the whiteout. A lot of people are saying, oh, why is Penn State not doing a whiteout for Ohio State? Because, morons, Fox has the rights to the game. Fox does big noon kick kickoff. I fucking hate it. It's a giant jerk-off fest that the execs at Fox think is cool. It's not. But nevertheless, Fox has the rights to the Ohio State-Penn State game. That is this week's big noon kickoff. That's why Penn State had to do the whiteout for Minnesota. I know it, it sucks. The whiteout is the only hope we have ever had against Ohio State. It has been quite successful. Ain't happening this week. Nevertheless, so Penn State at Beaver, James Franklin, he is a completely different team. Utah, we just saw Utah knock off USC for whatever reason. Utah at home as opposed to the road, completely different teams. I'm going to give you one more team here, and they do not have a distinct home field advantage, but I'm going to give you some numbers that are going to blow your mind. The Cal Golden Bears. Listen to this. Cal is just eight. I got to hear this. Cal is just 8-15 and 15 against the spread as a favorite under head coach Justin Wilcox. However, the Bears have thrived in the underdog role, going 23-9-1 against the spread. That's 71%, Sal Baps. And that's all that matters is the spread here. That record jumps to 17-3 against the spread, 84.2%, when Wilcox's team is getting at least 7 points like it is this Saturday. Dude, I mean, I mean, straight up, Cal's three and one at home. Period. 
straight up this year. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and you know, it's crazy is Marshawn Lynch just went into their Hall of Fame and he even called out how like basically woke the home field advantage has been or the crowd has been. But it still hasn't mattered because this, this Cal team is just drastically better at home. And I mean, you can say that about basically every program except Miami, yeah. who's like literally worse at home than they are on the road, which I mean, what's that say? It about? makes no sense because like their stadium's dope. Stadium's dope, but no one's there, and it's still. But they go out for the Dolphins game, though. I mean, like still, I, the Steelers it's, it's, played at Miami the next day. And it's seventeen miles from campus, dude, and like Miami, like they, the, the, like they need an on-campus, and I th- they're gonna get it soon. There's too much crypto money there, but Miami's gonna build an on-campus. They just should never got rid of the Orange Bowl. That's where they fucked themselves. They they they, they put up that bullshit Marlins baseball park. And they got rid of the the Orange Bowl. And Dude, was, that Marlins scam was like one of the biggest rackets in the history of the world. Yeah. That yeah. got them nothing. I mean, like, they really thought that that was going to be like this fucking money machine. Like, remember when they first, like, rebranded that? Yeah. They had, like, Ozzy Gein, the manager. Yeah. They had, like, these profile Derek players. Jeter. And it just, it, it just was a disaster. Back to your Cal point, Oregon is one and two on the road against the spread. Yeah. And they were laying 17 in this game. That little uh, preview here, that's going to be one of my picks. Cool. I have a significant wager on that game, actually. Cool. So one other topic I want to talk about here, Sal Baps. Did you see fucking talking about third-string quarterbacks and like that's when you live bet the other team? Yeah, because the drop-off's so massive. Hold that point, because a man by the name of Hugh I Love Hookers Freeze with a third-string quarterback... Just destroyed BYU. Listen, Hugh Freeze, he bought hookers for his players. He bought hookers for himself. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Ron Paul libertarian. I believe prostitution, the oldest job trade in the history of mankind, should be legal. Why is it illegal? Why? Because... What is the legislation behind it? Like, what? what's the... Why? As I always say, you can't legislate morality. I don't know. Uh... Whatever the case may be, this guy hired some hookers. Who cares? He is an outstanding football coach. He is literally building Liberty into freaking Notre Dame. They're in, like, small school rural Virginia. If he's not the coach at Auburn next year, all you crazy, powerful Auburn boosters who like to toot your horn and think you're so smart— You're the biggest fucking idiots in the world. This guy already proved he can win in the SEC. He did it at Ole Miss. He's the only man in the history of Nick Saban's tenure at Alabama. He beat Saban twice in a row, two years in a row, and he did it with Chad Kelly. Do you think Chad Kelly's cool, Sal Beps? I no, I don't. No, that that dude was a literal crackhead. He he literally is on video smoking crack. Literally on on video smoking crack. And Hugh Freeze found a way to beat Saban with him two years in a row. If you're Auburn, you got to hire this guy. If you're Hugh Freeze, you go in there and you just apologize a million times and you just fucking win. And as soon as you start winning, everybody there at Auburn and the SEC is going to forget real quick that you were getting some freaking BJs and HJs for your boys. So I'm pulling up. When prostitution was made illegal in this country. Okay. So, I think that the reason they did this 
was because the mafia was Lucky Luciano was making a shitload of money in these brothels, okay. I think. And I think a way to help they couldn't get these guys. They were like untouchable, man. Yeah. Like they didn't have any way to really get these guys on anything. They couldn't get them on money. They couldn't get them on anything. The only thing they get them on was this. So that they they knew that they like had these brothels. And I think it was just if they made it illegal, it was a way for them to actually like arrest them. That makes and sense. Because, like, you remember how much of a hard-on the government had for, like, the mafia in, like, the 30s right. and, like, 40s? And then that, like, that led to the speakeasies, I'm going to guess, right? Yeah. I mean, so, like, I think this is why it's actually, like, Lucky Luciano's fault. Wow. In my personal opinion. I just had to look this up because, like, it's so dumb, dude. Like, they're, like if, if some trucker out there has to drive, like, 18 hours, like, through, like, nine states, and he just wants to, like, cop a BJ and eat, like, a... A gas station hot dog. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I'll laugh. I'm thinking back to talking about SEC and hookers. Remember when Bobby Petrino like was yeah. was riding his Harley with that like 25 year old co-ed, and he like he like got fired for that. Like, okay, I understand he. She wasn't even a whore. She was literally just a hot chick that he he like yeah. started dating. They were yeah. like dating. Yeah. And which was which was also what Brian Harson was rumored to be doing this, you know, before the season started. That he was, you know, banging that twenty-two-year-old intern or whatever. So I don't know if you're Auburn, dude. Brian Harson, dude. I always said this is a Northwest Boise State freaking coach who never even was that great at Boise State. What the hell is he doing in the SEC? What the hell is he doing at Auburn? Auburn is a legit top fifteen program. Hire Hugh Freeze right now. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Sabaps. Let's get into this next week here. I yeah. I did horrible last week, but y'all, yeah, it's new week, man. I'm telling you right now, I killed it in the fucking stock market. Killed it. My crypto is up. Fuck AOC. That's about to turn. I actually just made a huge play shorting crypto, but well, it's a long. We'll, we'll keep the positive long. vibes going for you. Uh, also, uh, had some very successful insurance sales. You did, yes. So very significant figure. I'm feeling really good, but now listen, I have some plays. Let it's me. It's crazy just... how money will change your whole like yeah, attitude right. on life. It's like you get up in the morning, you're like ah. Kind of like that cow stat I just I gave you. There's a couple plays this week that scare the shit out of me, but I'm making them. There's tons of traps here, dude, and I'm probably gonna be betting a couple. <laughs> All right, let me let me hear your picks. Well, the trap I'm speaking of is literally Cincinnati plus one and a half at UCF, which I hate is it. stupid. I hate it. I mean, I hate it. Look, I, 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 I like. There were some things I saw at Cincinnati that I did like. Like what? I, look, dude. Like they're not that bad, bro. Like, I mean, yeah, their linebacker pace is a stud. I'll give you that. Like, I, I, from a betting standpoint, here it's super duper 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 trappy. But I will say this: Cincinnati is a six and one football team, right? Mm-hmm. They're six and one football team. My dad always says. Do you think if an underdog can if you think an underdog can win the game, take them? Do you think Cincinnati can win this game? Of course they can win. I mean, any, yeah. I mean, it's not a stretch to say yes, they can. I also think they could lose by 30. They could. Especially, they could also win. Especially no. since UCF lost at East Carolina. Like every year, Gus- Cincinnati is 0 and 3 on the road against the spread. So like this is dumb. Yep. You should probably not any That was the other thing I was going to say. Not actually take this, but I'm going to take a shot on Cincinnati cuz I Luke, do believe I'm looking for low hanging fruit this week. Luke, not only this year, Luke Fickle overall as great as he's been at Cincinnati against the spread on the road in the American Athletic This has Conference. been a problem. This isn't even recent. This dude doesn't cover. 
This has been a problem, dude. So, like, yeah, this is super trappy, but I'm going to take Cincinnati here. I'm going to okay. give them a shot, dude. I'm going to go with probability overrides in the universal terms of services. Okay. Like, it's kind of like the roulette thing. It's like, at some point, you kind of have to cover, right? So, All right. my other game is tomorrow night, on Thursday night. We're filming this on Wednesday. And I am taking NC State minus 13 and a half. Hosting Virginia Tech. Mm. I think Virginia Tech is an awful football team. They're 0-3 straight up on the road. They're 0-3 on the spread on the road, Virginia Tech. I just think NC State's going to blow them out here. I don't even like NC State, but they're still 5-2. And and they're still 4-0 at home. Since Leary got hurt at quarterback for NC State, they're a completely different team. Having said that, this is like the the third start, I think, for the backup there. He should get better. They, they They should know what he can and can't do. And this is still an NC State defense that is top 10 in the country. Top 10 in the country. Do look at their games. I mean, seriously. Okay. Um, so that's my other game there. Okay. Um, we're going with Syracuse minus two and a half hosting Notre Dame. And the reasoning is I believe Syracuse is actually better than their ranking. I think Syracuse is like a top 10 team. I think they're fucking good. I think their defense is good. I think they're fucking absolutely stingy. I think that they score enough. They create turnovers. And if you just want to bet stats, like I mean, this team's five and zero at home. I have I have absolutely no handle on Notre Dame. I've made Notre money. Dame is one and four against the spread this year. I know. I've made money with them and against them this year. Um, I I I wouldn't touch this game with a fucking ten foot stick but uh listen notre dame is still physical as hell if you're gonna beat syracuse you you're gonna have to be physical along with them and notre dame can do that but having said that it's in the artist formerly known as the carrier dome we you just had a whole segment on home field advantage right that's this uh, is like to go in here that's what i was just gonna say with a ranked syracuse team that's when their fans come out dude when they're actually like there's something to see like, this is Syracuse. Like, this isn't, like, New York City, dude. Like, there's not much to do up there. If they have a ranked football dude, team, they're going. I'm, I'm with you. That's that's exactly what I was saying. I like this matchup for Notre Dame. I think on a neutral field, I would take Notre Dame. But in yeah, Syracuse, yeah. on this field, uh, you're, you're probably right. It's I just, low-hanging I it. fruit. I'm just going to grab it. Like I said, I'm doing low-hanging fruit this week. Okay. So, then my next wager is going to be... The under in Kentucky, Tennessee. It is mm. 70 fucking, I think, what is it, 70? No way. No, I'm sorry. It's 62 and a half. Sorry. Yeah, there's, there's no way. Yeah, it's, it's 62 and a half. Okay. I like the under here, dude. Like, these are two ranked football teams. I don't think we're going to get this Bama shootout we saw a couple weeks ago with Tennessee. Yes, Tennessee's quarterback is disgusting, dude. He's gross. I like watching him. He's fun to watch. He's really, really fun to watch. He I, does Mahomesy type shit, dude. I actually love this play because now that I think of it, Obviously, Tennessee has the most dynamic offense. It's like them or Ohio State, last I looked at it, are, are tops in the country. Uh, they also, when it comes to time of possession, like they fucking, they, they shoot off a play like every 15 seconds. Kentucky, though, on the flip yes. side, yes. is like the fifth slowest. Like You take out the service academies, they're like the fifth slowest yeah. in the country. Yeah. So here's the question. If Kentucky is able to get enough first downs, they are absolutely going to muck up and slow this game down. And I think that this under hits. My only Dude, Kentucky's not going to beat this team or keep with them by outscoring them. I think they know that. So my, my my concern with this and your play is Kentucky's offensive line is garbage. 
absolute garbage. It's part of the reason. That's awesome. Then maybe they won't even score. True, you got that. I'm just saying as far as time and possession. Sharps are betting this down. This open at 64. Uh, okay. 62 and I, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah. So the next one is I'm fading my boys. I'm going with Jim Harbaugh, and I'm taking Michigan, dude. I'm taking Michigan minus 23. I think Michigan State sucks. I think Michigan State has no shot in this game. However, weirdly, Michigan State is a 500 spread team. Not sure how much that really matters. And Michigan is a four and three team against the spread this year. Oof. But what does that mean? I mean, I mean, I mean, trends are only trends. At the end of the day, Michigan's five and zero at home. They're seven and zero entirely. It's not like they isn't have... Sparty. I mean, you're the Sparty expert. Aren't they playing better in these recent weeks though? At home, they're at home. They've been at home. Yeah, true. They've been at home. Yeah, and it's, it, this seems like just one of those games on the road. They get fucking massacred. Yeah, they, they those games were at home. Yeah, I actually, so, the I, more I, I mean, think about it, the more I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're doing next is we are going with. Wait, was that, wasn't that six? No, I got my last one. Okay. UCLA, Stanford. I'm going with UCLA minus 16 and a half. I think this is hysterically low. I think UCLA yeah. smokes this team. Uh, Stanford's one and two against the spread on the road. One and three straight up on the road. We know that UCLA's five and zero straight up at home. They're yeah. six and one team. Nobody's really fucked with UCLA all year, which makes no than... sense because you talk about like woke Pac twelve attendance, dude. The Rose Bowl has, and this is a top ten team, top fifteen team. Yeah, they are literally, L- literally like they didn't even get penalized for losing to Oregon. Like, dude, they, they essentially just they, kept them where they were. They have like eight thousand fans like at these games. That, okay, and I, I don't know if I've said it before, but a little California geography for you. UCLA is basically on the ocean. It's in Westwood, which is right by Santa Monica there, you know, on the Pacific. Uh, Pasadena, where the Rose Bowl is, fucking awesome, glorious, most, like, best setting in college football. Uh, No, Stanford's Palo Alto. Palo Alto. I'm saying part of the reason, though, for UCLA's horrible attendance is the Rose Bowl is about 16 miles, I want to say. So it's like the Miami effect. It's the Miami effect, except Miami doesn't. Miami doesn't have the traffic issues that LA does. Like it literally, I've done this drive before, going from Westwood to Pasadena, and that can be like an hour forty five minute drive. Well, here's the thing: this game is at ten thirty, so it is a night game. Mm, that helps. So it, that helps. Maybe there will be more people. There will be. There, there. will be. Yeah. And I mean, you lived in Cali. Is is? Would you consider this a low key rivalry game? Yeah. Yeah. So they might come out for it. You know, there might be some marriage couples out there. One's UCLA, one's Stanford. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's still obviously a decent amount of tech people, entertainment people, a lot of exchange from from Stanford there. So, yeah, and the fact that it is a 10-30 game, it is going to be – L.A. traffic is way better on Saturday nights as compared to Friday nights. So, yeah, I think – I love this play. This is a nice bounce back for the Bruins. All right, so those are your pick six. Those are my picks. All right. Redemption week. We're coming back. We cannot have what happened last week. So I'm making some bold picks this week. I'm going right to it. We already talked about it. Oregon, or sorry, California, the Cal Golden Bears. The full name is actually University of California, Berkeley. And they are getting 17 and a half points at home with all the hippie woke tree huggers. There in Berkeley against this smoking hot Oregon Duck squad. I know it makes no sense, but I gave you all those stats about Justin Wilcox at home, 
about the Cal Golden Bears against the spread. This is the classic letdown game. Oregon just handled their absolute business at home against a really good UCLA squad. You just you, you can't have your A game every week. Listen, I, I made money in Cal last week against Washington. They covered the spread there again. This game's going to be ugly. Uh, I'm going to hate it because Cal has absolutely no chance in the world Let to win this game. Let me look up the ticket split for that game. They have, they have no chance in the world to win this game. I guarantee Oregon is being like, House on tickets. I yeah, they I, are. It's almost seventy percent tickets are on Oregon. Yeah, listen, uh, I'm gonna hate watching. Never good. I'm them. I'm gonna hate watching this game, but I feel really confident that Cal is gonna keep this within probably two touchdowns. So that's pick number one. Pick number two. I'm doing it. Say it. UConn. Get the fuck out of here. Plus seven and a half. No. At home, coming off the bye. Dude, that's gross. Against Boston College. We touted Boston College in the preseason. Yeah, we were wrong. Which, by the way, I was right about LSU now. They're, like, starting to smoke people. We were completely wrong. We were both right on that. We were completely wrong. I actually have a ticket on LSU to win the SEC. That may hit. (laughs) Plus, like, 6,000. We fucking, we... Listen, this Boston College team is just straight ass. Dude, they're, they're ass. They're out. They're this off, game's being bet down. They're off. It is. Their offensive line is. They, they can't block anything. They are. Boston College has failed to cover in eight Poop. out of the last nine games. Poop. Eight out of the last nine games, Subaps. They can't cover. The team sucks. I watched them play. They're fucking terrible. UConn, they should have won their last game. I think it was Miami, Ohio. I watched the, most of the game. They got fucked on a couple weird calls and like weird turnovers. So that box score didn't illustrate. UConn won that box this score. This is the first time I've ever seen this, that there are more tickets being placed on, on UConn. actual UConn. Dude. This that- has to be like a fucking... Champagne bottle. <laughs> Yo, all the credit in the world to Jim Mora for what, what he's done yeah, this year. Yeah, he's gross, dude. I don't think UConn wins a game, but as bad as the Boston College offense has been, Phil Jerkovich, Bro, they, they could win. They could win. They but could win. I think they keep it within a field goal, so you're giving me UConn plus 7.5. At home, off a of bye, I'm taking it. Pick number three here. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Ohio State over my Penn State Nittany Lions. It fucking pains me to say this. Which is like fader squads. <laughs> 15 and a half points. Could Penn State keep it close in the first half? Could Joey Porter Jr. lock up Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yeah, he could. Yeah. Do I think Penn State actually will cover the first half? I do. You, you know Ohio State has like been death row records in the third quarter against every single opponent this year? They, they rolled in that third quarter against Iowa last yeah, week. Yeah, I forget the stat, but it's something like— Teams like, just give up after that third quarter. Dude, like, Ohio State basically brings out the guillotine in the third quarter. They say, okay, we've been playing with our food. We've made you feel good about yourselves. Now That's we're what gonna- they do. Like, when some people watch them play—I've heard. I've actually had this conversation. Some people don't think Ohio State's that good. Yeah. And I get it. I can, I can understand it. But, like, they're not understanding—like, you have to almost have played football or have an understanding of sports or played sports to get, like— like, how important the third quarter is. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, dude, like, if you don't come out a half, like, ready to well, go, you, you can lose the whole game right there. That's also, that's adjustments, right? Yes. That, yeah, like, coaching. You, you find out how good a coaching staff really is. And we know James Franklin is not. Right. And we know Ryan Day probably should be coaching in the NFL. The Steelers like, next year. The fucking Justin Fields with the Bears. Yeah. And, that's possible still. And it is very possible. And he's not. He's at Ohio State. 
Listen, if this was a whiteout game and it was 15 and a half, I would absolutely be picking Penn State. But it's not. It is a slap dick, as we said, Fox, big jerk-off noon kickoff. Imagine getting fucked over by a TV station. It's like well, they, like they ruined your shot. Fox like, does own the Big Ten network, so you're literally powerless if you're a Big Ten squad. I just why would you not flex that game? It like, it, it pains me to say this. It really does. Penn the actual primetime game that night is literally fucking Michigan State, Michigan. Yeah, Penn, it'll be a thirty point game. Penn State has no shot. Penn State has absolutely no shot. If you have the balls to take Penn State first half covering, I do think that is a potential play, but I just... Ohio State doesn't have exactly the greatest first halves. They don't, but that wide receiver core, Joey Porter is one guy, Jair Brown is one guy. Dude, Jackson Smith and Jigba played only 20 snaps last week. Ryan Day was saying, like, yeah... We're probably going to like let him play the entire game, or he's going to do like 60, 70 snaps. So Penn State has no fucking shot. If he's playing 60 snaps, I might have to bet Ohio State, dude. Like, I, don't think, I don't think it matters, even if he doesn't. I honestly, That's like too many. Guys. At this point, I'm all in on Matt Rule as Penn State's next head coach. I want James... Honestly, I want Penn State to lose every single game the rest of the well, year. Well, if you're a Penn State fan, how much more of this can you take? Like, None. you're going to get beat. I can't fucking like, take any more of it. James Franklin, you, know, fucking like, you, so trash, you fucking suck. You fucking suck. Okay? And people don't want to say it, okay? Because, Why? let's face it, Penn State, we're a, we're a hick redneck school, even though we're really not anymore with all the fucking woke Delco kids that go there. They don't want to say it because they want James Franklin to succeed. We don't fire coaches. That's not in the Penn State DNA. But I'm sorry, James Franklin... You are a snake oil salesman. All you do is you literally go around to all these recruits in the Philly area and you say that you want to be the first black coach to ever win the college football national championship. That is literally what he tells kids. Imagine actually doing that. And guess what? All these That's kids. Like fucking disgusting. It's dude. disgusting. And all these kids, you know what? For whatever reason, they go for it. Okay? I'm saying stop the madness. Stop the bullshit. James Franklin, you are a fucking wide receiver coach and a recruiting coordinator. I fucking am sick of this. I'm done. I'm done. No more Penn State merch for me. I ain't buying no shit. I am definitely not going to any fucking games until we get rid of James Franklin. Yeah, I mean, I. It's a great rant, and it's all it, people. More people need to say what you're saying, and like the this whole. And by the way, most Penn State fans they don't even know he's half black. Like I literally told my parent, my my family that and they're like, I don't know James Franklin was black. So this isn't even a Dude, racist his wife's thing. Wife's black, and his two kids are, are are as well, right? Like yeah, but I'm saying like he's he's uh, mixed. He's fifty fifty. Yeah, I know. I'm but like he 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 plays like I'm gonna be the first black co- co- coach to win it all. I mean, and that's, I'm just that's kind of hysterical, dude. Like because like most of his base doesn't even know that he's black. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like I'm sure some recruits like their boomer like parents when he says that in a room, they're like, "Wait, he's black." Like, that's that's exactly what my family said. It, it's just a matter of this guy can't coach. He cannot coach. He's had I mean, the, the sanctions ended five years ago. Okay. He, he gets all this elite talent, and he's only able to beat teams he has better talent than. When, right. he faces, when he faces a team who has comparable talent, like Michigan, Michigan and Penn State are very even on the recruiting rankings, yeah. he gets fucking rolled, okay? I'm sick of it. And to add to that, too, like, if I, let me ask you a question. <laughs> this, Go is ahead. Gonna be, this is probably going to be like... If Bill O'Brien never left, let's say the whole NFL thing would never even happen. Yes, I would take Bill O'Brien. Would Bill O'Brien 
have made the college football playoffs with Penn State in that time that he left to now? I say he yes. has. Yes. Yes. Because O'Brien would have been smart enough to get himself some really amazing recruiters. I think so too. And he would have just been he he would have been Ryan Day. You know, he he would just had a such you would have such a schematic advantage. I mean, they had it when he was there where he, he beat teams he shouldn't have because he was such a good play caller and he was able to scheme yeah. guys open. And for anyone listening to this that, like, is haters and they're just like, oh, you guys are fucking racist. Like, you're talking about, oh, you would pick a white coach over a black. Well, no, dude, we're talking, this is factual information, dude. Bill Bryan is a top 10 play caller in football. In college Period. football, like, yeah. yeah, I mean that. We're, he's, we're, it's a college show. He, so he, I mean. He's having a rough time right now in Alabama, but but they're still gross. They're still dude. they're still gross. Like that, that Alabama offensive line is not good. And let's face it, it, it's fucking it's hard to coach with Nick Saban. Yeah, I mean, dude, like Lane Kiffin's an awesome coach, dude. amazing. And like he got fired before a playoff yeah. game. Like, I don't know, dude. So just for anyone out there, whoa, you guys are fucking racist. No, dude, this guy's a horrendous coach, dude. Okay, like, if, shut the fuck up. And, yeah, and if, if you want to go Seriously, and hire... Suck a dick. Suck you, a fucking dick. If you want to give me Mel Tucker, who is blacker than freaking Tuesday at dusk, uh, I would take Mel Tucker in a heartbeat over James Franklin. I would do that, too. I know Michigan, I'm fading them. I know Michigan State is down this year, but just saying... Well, dude, they're down because of, like they lost their whole starting defense the first week of the season. Yeah. And two and, stud corners, like down, a safety down. Like they just suck, but yeah. they're not. He's a way better coach than James Franklin. So I would argue Michigan State might even beat them this that's, year. They, they may. That's my random Penn State. We are all in on the Buckeyes. Next play here. I am taking. Ugh, it, this one scares me, but I'm going to do it. In Nayland Stadium, mm. I'm taking Tennessee minus 12 and a half. What we yeah, just, we're what, both on that. What we just talked about. Kentucky has one of the slowest time of possessions in the country. That scares the shit out of me on, you know, a line that's basically two touchdowns. Will Levis is still an athletic freak, even though I still don't understand all the hype around him. But this Tennessee team is a lot like, I mean, they're literally, they're Ohio State. Kentucky maybe may cover the first half. They may even be winning the first half. There's going to be a point in the third quarter where it's just fucking like you're you're in war, you're in battle, and all of a sudden you're just being bombarded by fucking, you know, missiles coming at you from every which direction. Sharps are taking Kentucky. I'm all in on Tennessee. I love Hen and Hooker. I think Hen and Hooker may actually win the Heisman this year. I can't believe I'm saying it. I think Josh Heupel was like a masterful hire at Tennessee. I didn't think he was that great. No, at- did not. I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. I can't fucking. I mean, it, he is from Oklahoma. He does kind of have that like redneck yeah. background in him, but he he wasn't that no, spectacular. No, I can't at UCF. believe this. I cannot believe this. And it's 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 working. And I, I I love this Tennessee squad. I'm not betting against them again. You know what I just realized? We don't have a lock. Ooh, well, let me finish my picks here and let's okay. let's discuss it. You're gonna hate this one. I'm taking Fresno State minus eight. Stop and a half. betting this fucking league, dude. Bro. Stop it. Bro, have you seen how good Fresno State has been these past They're couple weeks? They're one and two at home against the spread. They're one and three on the road against the spread, two and five. Total against the spread, and they're an under 500 team hosting a five over 500. They had some rough injuries. Jay Kaner, yeah. quarterback, got hurt. Logan Fife, Jeff Tedford has this kid rolling. San Diego State fucking blows. They have absolutely no offense. This is the type of team. They do blow. If you get up two touchdowns on and it's the third quarter, they they just self-destruct. They're like the worst four and three football team I've ever seen. Absolutely. 
So I only eight and a half. I'm absolutely taking Fresno State. And by the way, there's still an outside shot. Jay Kaner comes back and plays this game. So and, and I mean, just, that's probably why it's getting bet up. I mean, this line, this game open at seven. It's now eight and a half. It, it doesn't matter. Even if it is Logan Fife, they're going to win by ten or more. Last play here. I talked about it a little bit. I am for the first time this year fading the TCU poisonous horned frogs. They are minus seven and a half You're at Morgantown. This, this crackhead team, bro, being involved with them. Listen, we talked about teams that are completely different at home as opposed to the road. I don't. I don't know what it is about Morgantown. Is it just all the cracked, methed out rednecks singing country? No, roads? because they don't even sell out their games. <laughs> they do. Dude. Yeah, that last Baylor game, they, didn't, they was like half full. Like I, I, I don't know, man. Is it, I, I mean, is it just the fact that it's such a like a long plane ride? It's such a like hard play. Like I don't even know. Do you have so to fly? So it's in? so far away from the rest of their league is the thing. Yeah. So like you're going from a completely different geographical like topography that they're used to right right so like i can you I, even fly I, into morgantown yeah i mean it's not like a it, it, you have to yeah it's like the only there's like two cities in the whole state there's like charleston the, yeah and then there's that okay but morgantown there has to i mean there's got to be I, you know what we'll look it up because we'll i'm up. just thinking like do you, do you fly into pittsburgh and then you take a bus down to morgantown you could I, I mean that's why they call it the backyard brawl it's right. not far but right let me see like morgantown ne- nevertheless this West tcu Virginia team has been flying Airborne. way too close to the sun four different games now i said they, they have a highly rated airport actually <laughs> get, <laughs> get, get the fuck out of here they do yeah what what website are you on that rates uh, airports just, by the way uh it's just what they're. It's it's like are you four on Yelp? And a half out of five. Are man. you on Yelp right now? Or no, like, just type it in Google. Morgantown Municipal Airport it seems to be highly reviewed. All right. Well, I, I mean, we we can read them out loud. I mean, if you'd like, give me the top five. Great experience for balloons over Morgantown. One woman says five stars three weeks ago. Best little airport for cheap. Quick flights to D.C. and Pittsburgh. Parking. Who, why would any idiot fly to Pittsburgh? For that? <laughs> I can throw a baseball there. Parking is free and short lines to get through. Yeah, because no one's going there. <laughs> it was a great experience with a great pilot. Some clouds and turbulence, but was handled <laughs> fine. That has nothing to do with the airport. That's just who you have. Dude, I don't know. Like, I'm just telling you that. They have an airport. It does okay. exist. But back to what we were saying about the difference in the – it's just far fucking away, man. Like, it's yeah, far it away just, from these other teams. It, it just seems like – Dude, Texas to West Virginia, bro, it's the same as, like, us going to, like, New Mexico right why, now. Why is this line only seven and a half? That's why, because it's fucking far, man. It's far. Dude, this line smells – I love West Virginia at home. TCU is due to have a game, a big letdown game. Dude, I actually think I don't have the balls to take it. I think West Virginia may win this game. They can, man. They, I'm not going to say they can at all, dude. They can win. I've seen Morgantown up. How many upsets have we seen in that fucking stupid stadium? Yeah. So my last pl- last play here, West Virginia plus seven and a half. I'm Sca- with it. I'm, I'm scares with it. scares the shit out of me, but I just I, I do. Real gangster gamblers are going to be taking that. Trust me. Yeah. So I I have two games that scare the shit out of me, but I think they're both going to hit. Cal plus 17.5, West Virginia plus 7.5. But I like both of them. All right, so Sal Baps, out of my plays, do we have a boss cock lock between the two of us? 
We didn't. We didn't pick any any, we any games. Listen, it's a live show. We kind of just. Fi- I had a we, great we, week, we, so I just fired what I had out there. We kind of agreed on Tennessee, Kentucky. Do you want to do the under? Yeah. I don't think this goes over, man. I mean, like, they have to score 63, 64. Actually, you know what? The total 63. I don't know why I said 62 and a half. That was just one site. You can get these anywhere else at 63. Let's so, do- 64 points to beat this total. I, I don't see that. Let's, 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 like you let's said, do like, the under. like, dude, like, like, Kentucky's quarterback, like, they're not built for high tempo. No. Like, they're just going to try to muck this up, dude. Yeah, they're going to try mean, to run the ball with Chris let's Rodriguez. Take this under, dude. Yeah, I let's really do it. believe in this under. I, I, it's too many points. I think the number's inflated from how many points Tennessee scored yeah. on other teams. But Kentucky's goal is to muck this up. Bama didn't. Bama's goal was to, to play with them all the time anyways. Which was, stop, yeah. Which they actually, I mean, Bama should have won the game. They should have. But still, I mean, my our point stands that Kentucky's going to go into this, like trying to just dirty this up. They might even start some fights. Um, I'm with you. Boss Cocklock, we're calling for the 63-point total under in Kentucky at Tennessee. It's going to be a a great week. I'm feeling good. I think we're going to make some money. Any uh, any last words? No, man. I mean, like, you know, I'm coming off a good week here. Um, I believe in what we talked about. Um, The college football has been one for the ages this year so far. We still got tons of important games left. And, I mean, fading Penn State or not, can't wait to watch the game. It's going to be a good time, man. Two points I want to bring up before we close out here that I'm thinking of is we're at that point in the season, Salbaps, where there's going to be games where you need to start fading teams solely because of the quit factor. Start to really like look at the message boards. We're see, seven games deep. See which coaches are about to get fired, and which you know p- programs have like grossly underachieved. Like to the top of my head, I'm thinking of like Georgia State as a potential quit team. We just saw Charlotte just fired Will Healy as coach. I actually think they're probably going to bounce back now since he got fired. But just looking at t- like I- I'm thinking Auburn this week may get rolled by Arkansas. Northwestern's going to quit. I mean, they're one in six. Yeah, but Pat Pat Fitzgerald isn't getting fired. So I'm just saying just keep a look Could out. Could go to the NFL though. Keep a look out. I think in the next couple weeks and starting this week, you're going to start to really see the quit factor and start to really fade those teams that, you know, may fall under that category. Uh, yeah, you got to look them up. You guys got to do your part, too. I mean, we're just two idiots with microphones in a basement. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much about it for the week. Um, so you guys fade us, follow us, do whatever the fuck you got to do. But nevertheless, say your prayers, take your vitamins, grow your own food and make that bread. And butter them hoes.